Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Look at verse 7. Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Acts 14.23, Matthew chapter 28, Jesus said in Toward verses uh, 18 and 19, Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe, obey, submit all that I've commanded you, and lo, I am with you for a short period of time. Always. Uh, always. Even to the end of the age. Over and over and over and over, the Bible is clear, which is submit to the Lord and the leadership in the local church that God has established. Now the question is, why should you submit and obey the Lord and leadership in the local church? Why? Let me give you some reasons why. Got your pen? Number one, here's a good one, because God said to. Think about it. That's the most obvious answer. Because God said to. Somebody once said it. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. We used to say that years ago, actually. God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. God said to. And that's why we're to submit to leadership and the Lord. Number two. It's your duty to submit to leadership and the Lord. It's your duty. The Greek word for obey and the Greek word for submit almost mean the same. Obedience implies going along, just the action, do it. And submission involves, watch this saints, an attitude of the heart. Obedience means you can obey outward while seething on the inside. You know, like a kid, you say sit down and he does, but he's standing up in his heart. That's obedience. Am I right about it? But it's not submission. Submission is a heart issue. The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. Submission implies a sweet spirit of cooperation that stems from trust. You trust the leaders of the local church have your best interest at heart. And so you go along with them. You submit to them and obey them. Number one, because God said to. Number two, because it's your duty to submit. And number three, because godly leaders keep watch over your souls as those who must give an account. Hebrews chapter three, verse 17. Go ahead and look at it. The purpose of all authority in the church is to protect and to bless. 
Godly leaders protect you and bless you through prayer and a number of other ways. Even civil government, listen to me, saints. Even civil government are considered leaders established by God. Their job is to protect and bless law-abiding citizens. And when the government does its job, criminals are punished and people live in peace. And when civil servants are negligent or abuse their power, citizens suffer and they will answer to God. The point is, God and God alone establishes all authority in the earth, and there is no authority apart from God. Romans chapter 13, 1 and 2. Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Jesus himself said to Pilate, are y'all still with me? Jesus himself said to Pilate in John 19, 11, Jesus said, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given to you from above. Therefore, the one who delivered me to you has the greater sin. Listen, contrary to what the world is trying to propagandize you to believe the family is established by God. I need two people to say amen right there. Is established by God. Huh? And marriage is ordained of God. The family structure is set up by God. God appointed the husband as the head of the family and wives are to submit to their husbands as unto the Lord. Listen to me. I didn't write this. Don't shoot the messenger. (laughs) Wives are to submit to their husbands as unto the Lord. Yeah, I know. As unto the Lord. That's why you submit to your husband, because you're doing it as unto the Lord. Ephesians 5.22 says just that. The husband is to submit and be under the authority of the Lord. The husband, not under the wife's authority. (laughs) Now, y'all going to pray for me this morning. No, 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 I'm sorry. That's not biblical. And not only is it not biblical, but it's not healthy. It's not good for a husband to submit himself to his wife. That is not biblical, and that is not good. And God can't really bless and honor your relationship, and you're always going to have problems. When the family structure is out of order, there will be problems. You can count on it. Just like when your body is out of order, there will be problems. When you get a headache, guess what? Your whole body hurts, doesn't it? When you get a headache, stop all the press. You ever get a headache so bad, it's like, I can't move. Everything hurts. Everything. It's terrible. When the head hurts, everything hurts. When, when, when your home is out of order, everything suffers, including your children, including especially your relationship. The wife is to submit to the husband and the husband is to submit to the authority of the Lord. The husband is to provide for his family, to protect his family, to bless his family by leading them in the ways of God. 
And an ungodly husband who uses his authority for his benefit will answer to God. The church is the same way. God has appointed pastors and leaders to oversee the flock. Acts 20, 28, 1 Peter 5, 1 through 4. And they're not the Lord over the church, these leaders, but they're to be examples to the church. Pastors and leaders in authority never have absolute authority. Every pastor and every leader is to submit and be under the authority of God. Let me tell you something. Submission has more to do with, listen, you've been asleep, wake up, listen. Submission has more to do with your heart than it does your husband. I'm trying to help you. Submission has more to do with your heart than it does your husband. More to do with your heart than it does your pastor or leaders. Submission has everything to do with how submitted you are to the Lord. If you're not submitted to the Lord, man or woman, you can't submit to anything or anyone else. And, and, and your lack of submission and disobedience is only proof that there is a problem with your relationship with God and not the pastor. Now, listen, a few things we are not talking about. We are not talking about leaders who abuse their authority. We're not. Leaders who abuse their authority will be dealt with by God, not you. We are not talking about blindly following leaders without question. I think of, I thought of yesterday, Jim Jones in, in, in the 70s. And, and uh, uh, the guy with the quarters and the Kool-Aid. Uh, was, that, was that Jim Jones? That's what I said. Not him. <laughs> And we're not talking about, <laughs> and we're not talking about leaders who are fleecing the flock and not feeding the flock. There are plenty of so-called preachers and con artists leading people. There has never been a time, think about this, saints, there's never been a time in church history where they had with where con artists and and, and and false teachers have not been around. Some of y'all might be too young to remember Father Divine. You remember anybody remember Father Divine? Anybody? Okay, that's like three of us. Wow. We're all in the same age bracket, too. We're getting old. Father Divine. Reverend Ike? Anybody remember Reverend Ike? Okay, that's two more. Reverend Ike, okay. <laughs> Reverend Ike, did you know, listen to this. Reverend Ike, did you know, I just found this out yesterday. Just read it. Reverend Ike never claimed to be a Christian. Although he made millions off of Christians sending him money. Go figure. Reverend Ike said money wasn't the root of all evil. The lack of money was the root of all evil. He said the best thing you can do for the poor is not become one of them. He said. That's so not, I shouldn't be laughing. You shouldn't be laughing either. He said, forget about pie in the sky. Get yours here and now. There's never been a time in history where there's not been these heretics and these false teachers. I think of uh, uh, in the 1920s to um, the 40s, uh, 20s to the 40s, uh, what was her name? Uh, Amy Simple McPherson. Amy Simple McPherson. She faked her own kidnapping and her death and taught false teaching and was just a heretic. 
uh, pull up to the 70s and the 80s. There was a guy by the name of, you probably don't know his name, Lonnie Frisbee. Lonnie Frisbee, he was called the scene prophet. He was a homosexual and he died of AIDS. The late 80s and 90s, Jim and Tammy Baker, Jimmy Swagger. We are not talking about following leaders blindly without question. The church is responsible to obey and submit. And the church, listen, is responsible for studying the scriptures themselves. Acts 17, 11, memory verse. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they searched the word. To see if these things were so. Acts 17, 11. You have the responsibility to study the Bible. You have a responsibility to know the scripture. Not just the pastor to teach you. You know, I was doing some reading yesterday and research was done and it found, get this, that most people do not prepare for church in any way spiritually before they come to service. Listen. Most people do not prepare for church in any way, shape, or form before coming to church. Now, I'm not going to ask you to stand. (laughs) But that is true. That is very true. They found, whoever they are, they found the average church less than half worshipers, the worshipers pray before hearing a sermon. Less than a third pray for their pastor and his preparation. And even when the pastor clearly tells the people, next week we'll be talking about fill in the blank, only one in five people will take the time to read the text before they come to church. Listen, if you want a word from God when you come to church, then pray for a word from God when you get to church. If you want a word from God when you come to church, then pray for a word from God before you come that you might get that word. You need to be in prayer before you come to church. The effectiveness of my preaching does not depend on how well I preach. The effectiveness of my preaching depends on how well you listen. Follow me on Twitter. I tweeted that yesterday. The effectiveness of my preaching does not depend on how well I preach. And let me tell you something, preacher, if you can get yourself free with that statement right there, you will be free to freely teach God's word without being hindered. I have no responsibility whatsoever in the results of this sermon that I preach. That is up to God. I am to be faithful to study the word, to get here, to teach the word, and whatever happens as a result of the teaching of the word, to God be the glory, great things he has done. Listen, if it's a great sermon and you think it's a great sermon, that's a great thing. And if you think it's a bad sermon, that's a great thing. Whatever. The effectiveness of my preaching does not depend on how well I preach. The effectiveness of my preaching depends on how well you listen. Jesus, not even arguably, the greatest preacher to ever preach on earth. And even Jesus, the greatest preacher to ever preach on earth, told people, Luke 8, 18, therefore take heed how you hear. There is a difference between an audience and a disciple. In an audience, the word goes in one ear and out the other. A disciple listens and does. A disciple hears the truth and does the truth. James 1.22, be doers of the word and not just hearers only. Listen, before you come to church, have a quick word of prayer. Anybody ever tell you that? You ever thought about that? Before you come to church, have a quick word of prayer.
Maybe you got the kids, y'all finna walk out the door, get in the, get in the, get in the, get in the, get in the SUV. Y'all finna walk out. Hey, stop. Okay, let's pray. Lord, Lord, bless the church service. Lord, bless Pastor Rodney. Help him to speak boldly with authority and with power. Give him the words to say. Give him the strength. Lord, three services is a lot. Lord, help him. And, and Lord, help us to have our ears open to hear what God has to say. A lot of people walk in the church and your ears are not open. Did you hear me? I'm not talking about Sarubin in wax. I'm talking about your spiritual ears are not open. That's why when you come in, you don't get anything out of it. And you go out and you go, uh. Oh, that sermon was just okay. I was like, yeah, well, I guess, I guess. You'll get out of it what you put in it. Pray. Pray. Pray before you walk out the house. Grab your family and pray. Pray on the way in the car. Y'all on the car. You got 20 minutes in the car. Somebody have a word of prayer. Whoever's driving, keep your eyes on the road. So everybody else, Pray. <laughs> Let's pray. Pray for the service. Pray before you come to church. I don't know what to pray for. Listen, pray for me. I can tell you that. Pray for me. Pastor Rodney, listen, Pastor Rodney needs your prayers. I need you. Please pray for me. Pray for me. Pray that I will speak God's word in boldness and truth. In grace and truth. Pray that I won't shrink back from teaching God's word. Pray that I won't shrink back when... Tough subjects like submission come up. Do you know a lot of pastors will not mention that word submit because it's just not politically correct. You just don't talk about submission. The Bible talks about it. Jesus talks about it. Many won't say wives submit to their husband because that's not politically correct. That's just not the way we do things in 2017. I don't care. Jesus, what Jesus said 2,000 years ago was good then. It is good today. It is good today. Am I right about it, saints? Pray. Pray for me. Pray that I teach the word of God with no fear. Point number four, we got to be done. You should um, obey the Lord. We're talking about obedience to the Lord and leadership. You should obey the Lord and leadership because if you cause them grief, you cause yourself grief. Look at 13, chapter 13, verse 17. If you cause them grief, you cause yourself grief. In other words, disobedience to godly leadership is unprofitable for you. If you disobey godly leaders and seek to cause them grief, you're hurting yourself. And in reality, you're, all, you're, you're disobeying God, which always has serious consequences. I've seen it over and over and over. Someone is planning to do something. They come to me and, and, and ask me, and I'm honest to tell them what I feel the Lord is saying. They leave and they do exactly the opposite. And, and they do what they want to do. And in direct disobedience to God's word, it cannot work in your favor. When you don't obey God, it cannot work in your favor. Somebody will say, God, don't bless mess. And he doesn't. You can't do things the way you want and expect God to bless it. Disobedience will damage you and your relationship with God. I leave you with a question. Are you a doer or a disciple? Are you a doer or a disciple? Saints, let's all be doers. I told you last week, I remind you this week and probably next week that every single Christian is called to ministry. 
All of God's people are called to ministry. Christianity isn't a spectator sport. We all need to be in the game. And we're not made to consume. We're made to contribute. God has saved you from from your sin. He has called you to serve. And I'm encouraging every single person under the sound of my voice to get busy serving God. Time is short. The kingdom needs to move forward. And we can't move it forward without you. We need you. And you need us. I need you and you need me. You need me to use the gift that God has given me to teach the word. And I need you to use the gift that God has given you to, to do what needs to be done in the ministry so we can be a blessing in this community and we can be a light in this community and we can be a blessing to one another and we can be a complete whole body of Christ. No one person can do it. No one person can do it. We all need to get involved. We all need to use the gifts that God has given us to be a blessing to each other and to the Lord. So I encourage you, as I did last week, go online. Ask God, Lord, Lord, what would you have me to do? If you, don't get a, if you don't get a direct word from God of what he's called you to do, well, then just jump in here and do something. You don't need to be spirit-filled and anointed to make a cup of coffee. Amen. You don't need to be spirit-filled and anointed to hand out a bulletin and say hello, a greeter. Uh, sure, just show somebody their seat. That, that, that's mean, that's just mean, you just have to be polite. That's all. If you want to be a greeter, you just need to have a smile on your face. If you don't like to smile, then get another ministry. <laughs> but there's plenty of things we can do that you don't have to be spirit-led to do. We all need to get involved. Children's ministry, you don't have to teach in the classroom. I told you last week, there's, a, there's so many needs down there. It's too many needs. There's so many needs. Cleaning the toys, sanitizing the toys, organizing the storage room and the resource area. And during the week, people come by and make copies of things that need to be done. There's so many things that need would be surprised to see how much goes on before you walk in these doors. Don't you understand? The church doesn't clean itself. The bathrooms don't clean themselves. Somebody has to do that. And somebody does do that. We can all be involved someplace. If you've been here for three months, I think that's long enough for you to know whether you would consider this your home church or not. And if you consider this your home church, then you're a part of the body of Christ. Then use the gift that God has given you. So many areas, ushers, greeters, parking, parking, parking. We need people to stand out there and park the cars and help move the cars along and show people where to park because some folks just don't know how to park. And, and, and they, you need people to help you do that. Security. There's so many, many, many areas of, of ministry. And I want to thank you because even last week as we talked about this, uh, even this week, uh, we've had 20 new applications of people wanting to get involved in the ministry here. Isn't that a blessing? 20. 20. And we need more. We need more. I'm thinking from this service, we'll probably get like 200. <laughs> because we're all doers. Right? We're doers. We're not just hearers only. We're doers. Get involved. The church needs you, and we need you, and you need us. 
If you play an instrument, I told you specifically, we're looking for people to get involved in the worship ministry. If you play an instrument um, and you are skilled at your instrument, <laughs> amen. Look at your neighbor and say, he right about that. <laughs> Ain't nothing godly about people who don't know how to play. Amen. Amen. Skilled. This guy playing on the back porch with your banjo. Skilled. Amen. We need people, if you sing, talk to Marlo. So many areas of ministry. Get involved. Let God use you. And then once you get involved, then you commit to the one another's of the church. We talked about those one another's, love one another, pray for one another, bear one another's burdens. You commit to use your spiritual gifts in the church. You commit to submit to the Lord and the leadership of that church. And then next week we'll talk about something very important. You commit to the mission of a church. What are we all about? What is the mission of this church? It's really, really simple. I'll tell you about it next week. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. Or you may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.